Hello and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here today, and typically this is where Gabe would jump in and say, and Gabe, except he can't do that because he's not here, because he's on vacation. And so for now, it's just me, but it's not just me. Today I'm joined in studio by my DW colleague, Sushmita Ramakrishnan, originally from India, a journalist in the fields of science and also Asia. Thank you for joining me in studio today. Hi. Uh, Sushmita, you are here not just to help me not feel alone in the studio. You are here today because, um, actually for a couple months now, I've wanted to talk to you, Gabe and I have wanted to talk to you in studio here about something that has happened in India that really shocked me anyway. And uh, could you please inform most of our listeners who may have missed that headline about what exactly has changed? So India made a decision to drop the theory of evolution out of its academic syllabus for younger students. And it wasn't just the theory of evolution. It was the periodic tables, the Pythagoras theorem, uh, sources of energy and sustainable management of natural resources. So, okay, okay. Uh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Let me see. Uh, so not just evolution, not just the periodic table of elements, not just Pythagoras's theorem, not just sources of energy. I'm, I'm I'm thinking energy here on Earth, or not not like energy, you know, in the universe, and then sustainable. What was the last one? Sustainable management of natural resources. All of that is gone from textbooks of of younger students. How? This is I think you, uh, I I can explain how the Indian education system works uh, to understand this better. Students often go from school from say first standard till twelfth standard. This is the standard uh, education period for schooling. And then people go into university after this. Yeah, first, first to 12th grade, right? Yeah, but the high school part kicks in only when you're in class 11 and 12. That's just the last two years where you get to pick and choose uh, the subjects that you study. So until class 10, mathematics, science is mandatory. But when you get into 11th and 12th, it's optional. So... Many of these subjects are still dealt with in India. They're still part of the syllabus, but only in 11th and 12th. So here's where the problem really is. Only about 40% of students across India make it to secondary education. That's from class 9 to 12 at all. Mm -hmm. And in that, a much smaller percentage actually go to 11th and 12th. So which means you have to voluntarily pick science in high school, which would be like 5 to 10% of the population that's likely going to get uh, exposed to these subjects. So from first grade all the way through 10th grade, nothing on these five topics. Exactly. Why? The government's justification is that they are reducing the academic burden on children. This especially came in, in the wake of COVID-19. They said, oh my God, students are struggling to study. So uh, why don't we just chop off some parts of the textbook? And I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to laugh. Uh, there are a lot of students around the world, some of whom listen to this show, who would probably cheer at the idea of the, the federal government coming in. Hey, you don't need to study as much or learn as much. We know it's hard. Okay, except they've targeted five very specific things to take away from the curriculum, which suggests this may be more than just a reduction, you know, in the post-COVID-19 world for students. It's ideological, possibly. Um, it's ambiguous. Uh, that would be the most honest way to approach it, because it's not religious to begin with, but it's more political. Hmm. It's political because the government is trying to build a certain narrative for India right now. And... Cutting out these subjects would prevent students from asking or wondering about the big questions. I, I just, I don't understand this at all. If there's a 
positive cliche uh, about people from India. I'm sure you've come across this. It's the this this joke almost that um, if you're walking through the airport, somebody might call you over for help with their computer. I don't know if you've heard this joke. It's a, right. It's a it's a positive cliche that Indians are extremely educated in the fields of uh, fields of STEM. So the idea that India would be cutting back on the, these subjects for political reasons, I still don't I don't get it. Why? What you're making is a very interesting point. Uh, India. Uh, is leading in terms of technological developments. It's trying to put a uh, lander on the moon right now as we speak. So um, what India is currently really, really good at is applied sciences, um, engineering, f- uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, fields that require implementation on the field. India is really good at it. But for a while now, India has been lacking in pure natural sciences, like in uh, the in the foundational and fundamental innovation of science. This is where India has been having a backstep. And this is because the education system year after year has been shaped into something that's employable, like uh, a system that leads into employability. And here's where the problem is. When you want people to crack competitive exams, when you want people to get a job out of it, uh, what you're telling them is this is what's going to be useful for you to create a machine out of it. What you're not being told is to ask how we are born or how we originate and uh, the questions of purpose uh, of why humans exist. These questions, when they're not dealt with, it's easier to propagate a narrative on how people came to be, how politics are defined. Atoms and elements, studying them tells us that we're all made of the same things. Uh, If you're going to have a kind of racial politics, for example, to say that I am more superior than you, it means that somehow you are made differently. That's what this is about, reducing fundamental basic knowledge for for the purpose of as you said, racial politics in, in India? Is that what it comes down to? When there is a mysticism associated with origins, people tend to believe the narrative that's most common. When an entire country believes in how we originate, if there is a indigenous pride in a certain birth, if you're more wiser because you're born on the Indian land, or if uh, you have better intellectual capacity if you're a Hindu, these theories of origins can easily be busted with science when you know how people are made. Uh what atomic constitution leads finally towards someone being a human being. Sure, sure. So there must have been an outcry. I know in in an article that you published on DW.com, by the way, if anyone's interested, India cuts the periodic table and evolution from school books is what that article is called. You have a couple quotes, I believe, from uh, scientists themselves or educators. Uh, Thousands of scientists protested it, uh, both online and in the streets. Um, Uh, They wrote statements uh, asking the government to recall this decision, but the government went ahead and in fact expanded on some more topics after the scientists came down on the government. Um, uh, In fact, Breakthrough Science Society, for a while, they've been trying to get the government to include more uh, fundamental science in younger classes so that all students, when they're having mandatory science, can be exposed to these subjects. But The syllabus has been relatively diluted on multiple fields, including social science, where democracy and governance is diluted. So in science, it's only natural that these are the fields that are being cut down. Who's actually doing something about it? Or do you get the feeling this has happened and now it's out of the textbooks and that's it? Or are are teachers going rogue and secretly teaching it on the side? Are there, uh, you know, little little cafes or workshops hidden on side streets where you can actually go and learn about these things in secret? Uh, groups 
working to change the curricula across the country? Any any of that happening? My apprehension is, yeah, it's no. Um, primarily because even the schools that are there in India right now, a large number of them are single teacher schools. Um, and if this teacher doesn't show up, there is no school. So if there's something in the syllabus, then they try and get it across to the students. Now, if it's not in the syllabus, of course, there are some odd teachers who are trying to uh, introduce this to students, but I think it's in very limited pockets, very, very small pockets, nothing that can amass a change at the level of a country. This fits into a pattern. You mentioned as much toward the end of, of your piece of countries around the world removing things from their curricula, removing facts, established, proven scientific facts, some case uh, nothing to do with science at all. Do you see this as part of a pattern as well? For sure. Um, I think there are a lot of countries, Serbia, Poland, Netherlands, Turkey, all of them had problems uh, having evolution, like even Saudi Arabia, Oman, Algeria. These countries had a problem having evolution as in their textbooks. Tunisia and Egypt went to the extent of saying this is an unproven hypothesis. Uh, parts of America, Texas, Tennessee, uh, uh they did not want to have evolution. And this fight has been going back and forth between different religious groups. And for different religions, why they want evolution cut out or why they want periodic table out is different. Um, but in case of India, the, it's very clear. When science of origin is not being told to children, then the question of origin can be filled in by religion. Okay. Uh, sorry, let me just collect my thoughts here how to end this. Um, is there any reason for hope? I mean, you, you, you're connected uh, in many ways to India. You live in Germany, obviously, but strong connections back home. Do you hear anything when you're talking to people back home or you see things online that gives you hope that this kind of shocking change could be undone? I think for sure, because, um, see, science is universal. It doesn't matter whether an Indian discovers it or a person sitting in Nigeria discovers it or someone in America discovers it. Science is not cultural. It's Natural sciences are observed and it's true. So if someone chooses to eradicate it from the textbooks today, at some point someone is always going to know that this is what the truth is. Even if all of science were destroyed in India, someday we're going to find it all over again because that's what we observe in the natural world and that doesn't change. Sushmita, you studied physics, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think you would have if you'd grown up with an education system, grade one through 10, uh, without these things? Would you still have persevered? Would your interest have been piqued? I think so, but I think the reason would be more personal because I was exposed to literature on my personal interest uh, rather than from my school. Uh, but I think what went a long way was public outreach programs by scientific institutions which happened outside of school. Like, for example, there were events called Science at the Sabah where uh, scientists and mathematicians from across the country would come speak in my city. I sat through these lectures and this helped. And I think this forum is definitely a place where people can get exposed to scientific topics even if it's not a part of your textbook. Sushmita, thank you for taking some of your own time to come and talk to me about a subject that I am really genuinely very interested in. Thank you so much for having me, Connor.
Science. <lacht>